presented by Syntax Advisors. Welcome to ETF TV, your insight into the world of exchange-traded funds, issuers, and investment. I'm Margarita Harikova. Joining me today is Deborah Fur and Boaz Nagar, Chairman of the Supervisory Board of KSM ETFs. Welcome, Boaz and Deborah. Thank you for inviting me. It's great to see you again. Thank you. So, Boz, great to see you. Can you tell us about the new Kesem construction ETF that you listed last week in Tel Aviv? The idea behind the index is to separate the non-residential companies from the residential companies. And we are trying to target the boom that we see in the residential sector all over the world. And also, of course, in Israel, we are a small country and the residential is performing very well. To give numbers, the non-residential did in the last 12 months around 59%, but the residential company sector, this index, did around 95%. What type of investors do you expect to use the ETF and how will they use it? This index is good for long-term investor. Currently, we see about 60% of the investors are retail and 40% are institutional. In Israel, this sector is performing well for more than 10 years. And we have also a new government that if the governments before declared at the beginning that they would decrease the price of the apartments, this government give up even this goal and they say they would just give more supply. So all the economics, the interest rates level, the monetary policy, the government policy is supporting this sector and also the history is supporting this sector. We are a small country and everyone has the dream to have apartments. That's great. And there's been a number of significant changes in Israel when you think about the ETF industry. I think one that was a long time coming was the switching from all the products being structured as ETNs to ETFs. And then the other big change is foreign ETFs being able to be registered for sale and being able to cross-list. Can you talk a bit about how that has impacted the industry in Israel? The first form of switching from ETN to ETF was a great success. Before the ETN was dedicated to more sophisticated clients, the regulation made basically the ETF and the index fund on the same regulatory regime. What we see right now, the clients that want more liquidity and more world to work use ETFs, and clients that less important liquidity but just still want passive use the index fund. One of the results was that the issuer of index fund become also ETF fund. So it became same product, just the liquidity is the difference. Regarding the second reform, it was failure, basically, from several reasons. The first reason is that we have a very huge home bias investment in Israel market. And the second reason is that we have a very strong shekel against the dollar and euro, etc. So we have a strong currency. That's leaving the foreign issuer with a limited target. Foreign investment that is unhedged to the shekel, it's less than 10% of the market. That's the reason that the big names that was doing this double list and with dozens of ETF in the television stock exchange after three years have less than 1% of the market share. What is your outlook for the ETF industry in Israel? for the rest of 2021 and the next few years? We are seeing very large inflows in the active funds and passive funds post-COVID every month. 
the majority of the inflows is going to the passive industry in Israel and not to the active. In terms of AUM, not inflows, if 10 years ago, the market was 80% in terms of AUM active and 20% passive, similar to United States, currently we are 40% on passive funds and 60% on active. I believe that in three years, we will have equal meaning 50% of the AUM will be passive and 50% will be active. And three vectors will support this growth. The first vector is we see more and more thematic indices that are some kind of replacement to the active management. You see big inflows on the part of the active funds. The second vector is we see more digital platform of brokerage online in Israel. Young people open an account in digital platform and we see very large inflows from this kind of segment, the non-advice segment. And the third segment that I hope happens too is the digital coins. The digital coins have a lot of potential, we believe here, for ETFs. There is a committee in the Israeli markets that want to open this kind of investment for passive investments. So if you take these three vectors, I believe that would take short time to be equal in terms of passive, active, anyway. That's very interesting, Boz. Thank you very much for sharing your insights with us today. Thank you very much. Debbie, let's talk about some of the other news in the ETF industry last week. I think we've seen a very significant increase in launches in Asia Pacific. Korea has seen a lot of launches this year, and there were 12 last week, five in China, one in Malaysia, where we haven't seen a new product in quite some time. There was also one in Hong Kong and one in India, and only six in the U.S., where typically we would see more coming out of the U.S. There were three in Brazil, which is another market where we've seen quite a few new listings this year, three in Israel. So we're seeing some countries that haven't done a lot last year coming to market. And to give you a sense, there's been 935 new listings year to date, so in the first seven months of the year. At this point last year, there were only 590. So we've seen significant increase. The US has 246. Last year at this point, it was 150. Europe has 228. Last year it was 164. Canada has 97 versus 85. Latin America has 20 versus one. So we are seeing significant increases in most places around the world, which I think is quite interesting. And the number of closures is not at a record level, so we're seeing fewer closures. When we look at the types of products coming to market, the theme, as you heard from Boz, has been thematics. He didn't mention ESG, but we still see a lot of interest globally in ESG products. Active is becoming more popular also, seven new products last week, and there were 14 cross-listings. So at the end of the seventh month of the year, we saw that the S&P closed the month up 2.38. Developed markets XUS are up just a little bit less than half a percent, so not a lot. But we do expect that we'll see record level of assets in many of the markets around the world for the ETF industry. And on a year-to-date basis, we are likely to see that the net inflows have surpassed all of last year in many of the markets. Thank you for that update, Debbie. And thank you to our sponsors, Syntax Advisors, to Buzz, and to all of you for watching. To watch prior episodes and to see news from the ETF industry, visit etftv.net.
ETF TV News does not provide investment advice nor recommend products.